Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Sunday morning, two hours of media marketing talk, two hours of uh, the on-air free consultation in, in brand communication starts now. My name is Ashraf Gardner. Welcome to the show. And you can not just listen, but participate, engage a whole lot more. If you wish to call in relevant to the discussion at the time, 891 104207. That's the call in number. If you wish to tweet, it's at Ashraf Garda. Uh, use hashtag as well, uh, media show. And you can SMS to 34701. Lots to talk about, including that SA tourism advert, which I'm just curious about. They're saying, you know, reconsider South Africa. Shouldn't they have done that around the 2010 World Cup? Why would you still reconsider four years later? Just ironic. We'll talk about that with uh, Tulani and Zima uh, later on. And the Cerebra comparing, you know, marketing and sales, which I'm really interested to find out more about with Keenan uh, Harduth. But for now, let's talk about something that is just oh so important, isn't it? Uh, let's start with an obvious thing. Every time I speak to someone in advertising, it's like, so how do you break from the clutter? And they, they then talk about that specific advert, but that's that specific advert. So in general, how, in fact, do you break from the clutter? Uh, and, and we can extend it to talking about actual above-the-line adverts to below-the-line adverts to just general campaigns to anything you do even in your business. How do you break from the clutter beyond the obvious that people actually just see you as part of the whole gang and see you then set apart. So two guests for now, and your opinion, of course, Giles Shepard with me, who's the Chief Executive at Brand Alive. Giles, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Yeah, morning, Ashraf. Good to be here again. Thank you. And Sarah Britton, thanks for that birthday with Sarah the other day. Appreciate it. Hi. Sarah, hi. Okay, we, let's try and connect with... <coughs> uh, Sarah, hi. Okay, we'll try and connect with Sarah in just a second. Uh, Giles, let's, let's start with you. So... Breaking from the clutter. Well, first of all, what do we understand by that? Uh, yes, gaining your own space. It's it's increasingly difficult in today's world because uh, we live in such a a brand cluttered world. All the brands want to get their attention, so everybody's vying for the same attention and crowding the same media. It's it's not easy, um, and the. The, probably the the digital space uh, represents the the greatest opportunity because that represents the opportunity for people to really take direct ownership of their of their customers of of, of the consumer relationship. Um, but in the the realm of of things like big sports sponsorships and and so on, um, everybody's vying for attention, and it those sorts of things have just become. Uh, Enormous uh, clutter spaces, uh, lots of logos all over the place. Well, well, interesting when you talk about sport, because I mean, we into the soccer World Cup, and hopefully we'll talk lots more about this World Cup in, in detail uh, next week. But for now, specifically, I think like a, like an event like that, you can have like four or five major sponsors besides the all other you know the subcategories. You are really part of the clutter, isn't it? Just by being associated mm. with an event like that, you are. And of course, the big brands, the you know the Vodacoms and the the standard banks and so on who've got the budgets can take ownership type uh, sponsorship of of big events mm. uh, and that's where they can be exclusive they can have their identity and their messaging presented without others being presented but the, that's enormously expensive so the smaller the brand and the smaller the budget the less opportunity that you've, they, they, you've they would get. got to do that all right let me bring in sarah britain sarah hopefully we were connected with you this time hi sarah Hi, Ashraf. Yeah. I hope you can hear me this I time. can. Thanks for the lovely birthday wish a few days ago, by the way. Most appreciated. <laughs> and, and to get your new title, right, Sarah Britton, strategic partner at, uh, at an agency called Soap, right? Hi. Yes, that's right. 
Hi. Good. So, so yeah, well, thank you for inviting me on the show. It's a fascinating discussion. I, I think so. Well, well talk, talk us through the way, the way you see it in terms of a definition of brand clutter and, 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 and that obvious question that how then do we break away or break free from brand clutter if certainly you're spending money and you want yourself to be heard at the expense of others? Well, to, to bring in uh, the FIFA World Cup, which you were dis- discussing just now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've just been watching the Beats by Dr. Dre ad, which has been receiving a lot of coverage um, and conversation. And I guess that's one way to break through the clutter because Beats by Dr. Dre is certainly not one of the title sponsors. It's a very long laundry list. Uh, includes McDonald's, Coke, Kier, all of uh, those very big brands. But... Beats by Dr. Dre is the ad that everyone's talking about. And that, that, I guess, is one way to stand out, is to produce a piece of content that people want to watch and share and find moving, emotionally engaging, all that kind of thing. Not that uh, uh, Beats by Dr. Dre is a small brand. I think Apple's just paid the not inconsiderable sum of $3.2 billion for them. But it is an example of how you can stand out and get the conversation directed around you rather than the headline sponsors. So, again, it's, it's an example of how creativity can win out over money, which is good for all of us. But, but that's an example of, of, of an event. Well, what about, you know, even in, in normal day-to-day advertising, let's say in, in South Africa right now, there's, there's virtually nothing going on. So you place an advert, but still it's an advert that's part of a series of other people's adverts that are flighted. How then do you break from that clutter? I think you've got to be consistent uh, firstly, you, you've got to be creative. You've got to be relevant. I, I was asking people this morning, what brands leap to mind? And, and, you know, if they're sitting in bed on a Sunday morning, most of them said Nespresso, which I suspect is, is contextual. But it also speaks to the power of relevance. We think of brands that are relevant to us. So you've got to make sure that you're talking to people about your brand in ways that are relevant to their lifestyles. I think consistency is one of the most underrated characteristics of brand communication because you can be very creative and you can come up with amazing stuff once in a while, but if you jump around and you don't give people a consistent message, they're going to get confused and they're going to forget about you. And I was thinking of a brand like Alan Gray, Mm -hmm. which has been consistently pushing the fact that they are consistent for many years and, and in fact, they've been honored at the Lurie Awards precisely for doing that. And in a very creative way, beautifully produced, but they've stuck to that message. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an ad. One of my favorite brands, and it's not even a campaign per se, it's the Outsurance Points people. It's relevant. It's very consistent. They've been around for years. Um, we associated with them, and, and it helps solve the problem. They prevent accidents, so Outsurance itself has to pay out less. So that, for me, is an example of how a brand can stand out. Consistency, relevance, creativity, those for me are three key ingredients. And if you can, you know, apply the power of money to those three things, then you should be able to stand out every single time. Okay, we'll get to another opinion on that. Giles Shepard with us as well. Uh, besides chatting to Sarah, Giles is the chief executive of Brand Alive. You, you, you want to add to that? Yeah, Sarah, I just wanted to say th- those are such important words, consistency, consistency, relevance, um, absolutely critically important to any brand. But there's another word I would, I would add to that, and that is um, having something unique to say. Uh, there are too many uh, mainstream, you know, ordinary brands uh, trying to say the same thing. 
um, there needs to be a unique message, a, a, an ownable proposition inside the brand um, that needs to be sought out and identified because that is that is what's going to get uh, the discussion going. So when you look at Beats by Dr. Dre, um, you could identify you know, many other brands that are in the same space um, mm -hmm. on, on a number of levels. But it's the way it's said, it's the message behind it, it's, uh, it's what the proposition is and the way it's packaged that has a unique, relevant, compelling message to market, and then it is consistently and relevantly applied uh, and, and of course, as you say, sir, with the power of money, which many brands just don't have. Um, that's where, of course, creativity has to come to bear in terms of how do you get the message out there if you don't have the big budgets, um, but you've got something unique to say that is relevant and is compelling. Um, uh, and in that case, it's not just about taking a big sports sponsorship. It's about being inventive mm. and creative, not only with the messaging, but in where and how the messaging is applied and how you get it out and, and get the attention going. All right. And uh, talking about attention, you as a listener, what are, what are your thoughts uh, to that question, how do you break free from brand clutter? And uh, if you're not in the industry business of, of advertising, just as a listener, then that point that Sarah made, we, we think of an advert right now, what comes to mind? And, and uh, Seriously, just just let me know. If if you don't want to call in, just SMS to 34701. Think of an advert. What is it that comes to mind? Then maybe you can tell me why, in fact, it does come to mind. That will maybe help you think about uh, how this advert has assisted that brand in, in breaking free from the clutter. So, so Sarah, the, you know, would it be fair to say that no matter what the money that, that you spoke about, whatever that money is spent uh, in, in terms of any campaign, if, the, if that campaign or that advert doesn't break free from the clutter, that's, that money is in fact wasted? Probably is, because if you don't notice an ad, and, and the whole point of advertising is to be noticed, then, yeah, what's the point of doing it? Um, and, and, yeah, the point about differentiation is, is actually absolutely right, uh, the point that Giles made. It's absolutely central to what we do. And we often forget, and, and often clients will come to you and they will want, client, uh, they will want a campaign like uh, one of their competitors or another brand in the market. And it's very, very difficult to find something that completely differentiates you. Um, and often we're given this task and we have to find a creative differentiation because it's so easy for products to for brands to copy each other, for products to be replicated. It's incredibly hard to be differentiated. And one of the brands I was thinking, you were talking about people with big budgets. And I was trying to think of a brand with a small budget that um, somehow stands out. And, and ironically, it's the triple four, 40, 40 people who've been advertising on radio for years and years and years and they've kept that jingle and they've kept that, that leitmotif and that's a good example of how a, a small operator in, in a medium like radio which is getting more expensive to have a presence on they still own mental real estate because they're differentiated it's rotor rooter um, and if your drain is being naughty that's the one you go to and they've been very good at being consistent so, yes, if I ever have a plumbing problem, I will probably call them. Okay, so some fascinating tweets we've had. Mulligan Pierce saying, well, is there clutter? Not all brands are designed to appeal to everyone, ensure alignment, clarity, and consistency. And, and there's a couple of Sue Little or Sue Little ZA tweeting saying, uh, contextual relevance is key from push marketing 
to pull at the right time in the right place. Charles Shepard, your, your thoughts then in terms of, you know, uh, uh, Sarah's talking about, I was going to call it anatomy, which is another way of breaking free from the clutter, I suppose. But the, in, in terms of adverts that work for you, I mean, she's talking about Roto-Rooter. Anything else that this sort of comes to mind for you that's like, wow? Well, I think what, what Sarah's saying is absolutely on the mark. If you've got the ability to be um, uh, repetitive with with something that is uh, a memorable. I mean, they 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 struck a um, a tune. They they struck a number that was memorable, and they just repeated and repeated and repeated. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, one that I use um, often in in conversation, which a lot of people uh, would be too young to remember, but was something that uh, always struck me was the Cremora ad. Do you remember but the original? That's the iconic one. It's yeah, the iconic certainly one. remember that, yeah. Um, it's not inside, it's on top. So the fact that I can... So, so what does that say? The fact that I can rattle it off Well, I'll tell you what that does. In, 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 my, in my book, in advertising terms, what that does is it creates a story that's entertaining, um, that has a, a, a central idea to it that is repeatable, but you can't tell the story without telling the brand. Many, many brands fall into the trap of telling good, entertaining stories, but the brand, uh, the story could be repeated, and you could say, but I can't remember what the brand was. Okay. With yeah. that Cremora yeah. ad, you cannot possibly tell that entertaining story without using that specific brand. It's quite a hard thing to achieve, and that's why so many uh, brands don't succeed in, in but, doing but it. Do you know much, and I don't know much about it at that time, but I mean, do you know whether they did anything different and deliberate at that time to achieve exactly what you've just said? Sorry, I didn't understand the question. You said, Meaning, that, did you know, they? I understand that, that yes. by, by relating that, that story, not inside, it's on top. Yes. I know the brand immediately. Everybody yes. knows it's Cremora. And, and I think we've chatted about it often on the show. People just love that one. But at that time, the agency, I don't even know the agency who created it, did they do this with that in mind, or was that just coincidence? I certainly hope they did. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I wasn't involved, but uh, I certainly hope they did, and I would imagine that, uh, that they did, that they worked hard to, to involve the brand in the story. Mm. Um, you know, there was another, uh, slightly later, um, another iconic uh, series of ads that went... Um, was the, the the BMW and Mercedes competition yes, in, in, the, in the late eighties mm, mm, mm. and, and uh, uh, what was the line? Um, Wouldn't you like to drive a car that beats the Benz? Beats the Benz was, which, which was the yes. BMW response yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, and I think that uh, that those agencies did work hard to make sure that they found a way to involve the brand in that story so that the story can't be told without, okay. without telling we'll get further comment from Sarah in just a second but let's get some calls 0891104207 certainly welcome opinion welcome diversity which may be just so topical considering we're talking about uh, you know uh, breaking free from the advertising clutter a cartoon in mid-rent hi hi morning Ashraf. how good, are you good morning good, uh, good to chat to you go ahead great great I think for me uh, before I go into the ad that I'm thinking is that a lot of advertisers, what they get wrong is they try to, to stereotype race and type of class of people who might react to the product. And that's always a bad assumption. But if there's one ad that stands out for me now is the King Pie ad. I've never seen it on TV. I saw it on YouTube mm -hmm. where you have this black woman in a queue. Uh, and there's a white woman uh, indecisive about what pie she wants. And a black woman behind her is talking behind her back in Zulu. And then the white woman turns around and starts speaking Zulu to her. 
for me, that one was just a groundbreaker. It was an amazing ad <laughs> to really bridge the gap between race to say king pie is not for a certain type of people. You know, anybody can eat it. That's mm-hmm. one that really stands out for me. Okay, I, I like. Thank you so much for that uh, bit of information, right? Sarah, you, you heard? Of, did you watch that advert? Did you did you hear it? I, I haven't actually seen that ad, but it's uh, what, one of the ways to stand out, of course, is to be controversial. Mm. And that's something that Nando's has done very well over the years. And Nando's has done it consistently so that um, when anything controversial happens, people go ahead and create their own ads for Nando's. So we're almost advertising for that brand. And that's another good example of a brand that has come to stand for something so distinctive and done it through very consistent communication that they've almost permanently annexed a piece of mental real estate in our collective consciousness. Yeah, so where do, where do agencies then get it wrong in this attempt? You see, because sometimes, as you said, okay, controversy is, is it controversy rather is great, but I often have the sense that sometimes the, in the effort to be different, it doesn't matter if they're right, they just must be different, and sometimes different is just ridiculous. Sarah? Yeah, exactly. If, if it's not relevant, and we, we remember things that are relevant to our frame of reference, and that's why you can create a very controversial ad. But people might not remember which brand it's for, or it flares up, and there's uh, a few days, and a day if you're lucky, actually, of Twitter outrage. And then everyone forgets about you, because you're not relevant and you're not consistent. And I, uh, one point I wanted to make um, is I, I was thinking of brands that um, stand out and get talked about, even though they don't ever advertise. And that's because they deliver a consistent experience. And if you think of Starbucks, Starbucks has famously never advertised, but everyone knows about it. And I guess if you were looking for an equivalent here, it might be Tasha's. Now, Oscar Pistorius um, helps uh, with a bit of notoriety <laughs> there. You're but so right. Fascinating. Tasha's, you look at, Tasha's will be next to a whole bunch of other restaurants. People will be queuing for Tasha's. Nobody else will want to go to the other <laughs> restaurants, even though they're safe and stable. Good point. I was, I was at Mel, I was at Melrose Arch on Wednesday night uh, doing a, an ad campaign, sort of emceeing an event, and uh, there was Tasha's. What did you think I thought about? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? You, you concur with that, Giles? Yeah. Well, of course, um, <coughs> absolutely. Oscar Pastorius uh, inadvertently created a, um, a great, uh, a great degree of memorability for them. Sadly. Uh, uh, and uh, without uh, wanting to, to play on a disaster, Ocean Basket haven't uh, achieved the same um, uh, recognition through their shooting incident that happened only last mm-hmm. week. Um, so yes, you know, take a, um, a, a big celebrity in a, in a an event like that. Controversy can can definitely cause uh, a great. Uh, brand recognition, re- recognition and, and memorability, but it's a very dangerous uh, space to play if the brands intentionally do so, um, because it can go horribly wrong. It Indeed. can cause brand damage. Well, 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 Sarah, I want your opinion. I mean, the reason we were chatting about this in the first place is, is uh, that there's the Markex exhibition coming up in Joburg, I think, later this week, right? And and uh, part of what's going to be displayed is, is a the first in South Africa, a multi-logo half-tone print event tape. So if you think of like sort of the end tape at a, at a Comrades Marathon or whatever, but not just one one or two big logos, a whole series of logos side by side. I'm looking at Vodacom, MTN, Celsi, NetBank, 
all of them all sort of together. Whether that will really happen, I don't know. So, so what would be your thoughts if 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 we have these type of banners at the at the end of events or the start of events that has this flooding of logos? Some may say, in fact, we already see them. I I can understand why that kind of innovation would arise because if everybody sticks up their banners and and everybody's got a sign up it's just going to be impossible and, and might actually be dangerous because you've got physical objects there. So I can see from the point of view of the participants in an event, event tape like that makes sense. It's then up to the brands who are listed in that laundry list on that particular piece of, of branding to activate and to bring the event to life. So it's not just a flat logo on a surface. It's meaningful. And that's our challenge as agencies, and that's why we're in the business we're in. All right, so, so then, let's then go back to, to bigger... Can we, I'll come back to you in a second. Giles, maybe you want to add, add to that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, <coughs> so I, I look at that. So these logos and things, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I look at that, and I question whether the company that is promoting that have indeed realistically produced that or just produced that to demonstrate uh, the uh, I, I product. think it's to demonstrate, but it the question must be is, is it a good enough sell? And yeah. they say, well, we've actually got this, it's so nice. Yeah, I'd, um, I would say no. I think um, even the smaller brands that can't afford to be in, in big eventing like that would not be wanting to stand side by side with their competition in that way. And that is why we've got these uh, digital boards that we often see at the big sporting events that will rotate the brands. Mm. So you're there in your own space for a time, it'll rotate, it'll be somebody else's brand there uh, for a time and so on. But the one thing you would never want to do, and and I would imagine that the uh, producers would not do, would be to have Vodacom rotate to MTN, rotate to to Celsius. They would intersperse with others. What what that is proposing to do is to put um, competitors all in the space permanently side by side. That's the one issue with a solution like that. The other issue is that the clutter is extreme. Um, Nobody is getting any value out of such a thing because all you are seeing is graffiti. Uh, It's a huge amount of visual clutter. Nothing is standing out and then nobody's getting the value for for what they're paying. Um, You want a space where you're saying, this is us, this is the message that we, we, we have to communicate to you pay attention and get some value out of it as a okay, customer. That's an interesting one. Some tweets or SMSs I'll read in a second, but we've got about three minutes to go. Sarah, let me just, just ask you this then. So if, in, in, with regard to, say, your company, Soap, if someone comes to you and, and says, we want to advertise, we don't have big budget, we don't mind being uh, with, with, with the, not just with competitor, competitor categories or competing categories, but also with others who are non-competing, but they'll be part of Chen, but it's important for us to be there, um, and we'll be on this, this sort of banner with, with nine other big companies. What would you tell them? Well, I'd, I'd tell them to uh, be smart about it. If, if it, because often event organisers will insist on on certain things, and if there are lots of people running around an event, and you've got to restrict um, the number of um, elements up, and I think this is why this tape exists. It's it's there um, for physical events. It's it's a practical response to the problem of too much marketing material being around. So we would probably say yes. The event organiser has insisted on this but your presence at this event is an opportunity. It's a social object. So let's look at ways we can take this as a starting point and activate it in social media, possibly in-store because we specialize in shopper marketing. So we would view that as only a small part of the marketing mix. It's kind of a starting point almost. 
Mm, and mm, we mm. would then build a campaign around that that does get remembered and is relevant and does promote sales. So, yes, I, I, I can understand why brands would feel uncomfortable with that. But I can also understand from a practical point of view at a physical event where you're marking off spaces between spectators and officials and that kind of thing, why this kind of solution is on the market. It may not work, mm-hmm. and brands mm-hmm. might reject it wholesale. Yeah, some case, people um, may listen and, and say, well, I think it's related more to sort of community community marketing, but, but even at community level, whatever you're paying is what you can afford, and if you're going to get clutter, it's still the same old problem, isn't it? Uh, Faisal saying, the MTN 79 cents advert is great, and then Dilkish saying, in fact, the 2010 World Cup advert with MTN was Ayoba, uh, and the Vodacom, yeah, boy, yeah, so that comes to mind. Then ask you the question, what advert comes to mind for you this morning, present or past, and you can SMS me to 34701. Charles, let's wrap up, just final comments from your side. Yeah, I think that the the job of brands these days is to not only make sure that they know what it is their unique um, message. It doesn't need to be that they have a unique product, a unique service, because that's near impossible. But you know, what is what stands behind us in the way that we do things that we're going to propose to you as a customer? And then some of the things uh, Sarah was saying very important. Find creative ways of getting that messaging out there, owning a space, owning a relationship with a customer and being absolutely consistent. And the the final thing I'd say on that is not only consistent in the message delivery, but consistent in the delivery of the experience that you're promising because a great brand is a promise kept. Mm. So make the promise, keep the promise, and that consistency of delivery is critical. All right. Sarah, your your final thoughts? I completely agree with Giles there because we can most creative, most consistent campaigns in the world. But if our, our, our clients' products don't deliver and their service doesn't deliver, then it's money wasted. So all of this matters because brands deliver, and that's why we buy brands. Okay, good point. And just ironically, the next guest coming up is from Cerebra, that's Keenan Harduth, and looking at some fascinating insight into the social service gap, my understanding, looking at the gap between marketing and sales. Isn't that oh so relevant? Someone's saying the disparate advert husband brings wife who is in bed to disparate. She says, I haven't got a headache. He says, excellent. And the light goes out. So there you are. Some sort of advertising is indeed memorable. Guys, thanks for your time. Sarah Britton from Self. Appreciate your input. Giles Shepard from uh, Brand Alive. Right? Yeah, I think so. Got that right, eh? You got that right. Got that. Brand Alive, yes. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time.